And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Okay, Molly, you ready for another Fastened Like Nails? I'm so ready. Okay, well, we don't have Colin with us today. He's mm. teaching right now, but... Yeah. I thought if we didn't do this right now, we'd get farther behind. We'll have the next one with him. Okay, so we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. Those Mm -hmm. that want to look at it and have their Bibles with them, they can. It's wisdom lesson number five, and I'm doing something really different this time. Originally, when I wrote my dissertation, I split this um, proverb in half because there's two my son sections. Mm. And then I didn't split the one in chapter six and a half. That has two my son sections as well. Interesting. So what I'm doing this time is I'm making this into a whole lesson, wisdom lesson number five, and then we're going to split chapter six when we get there. I think it actually works better. But lesson five is a game changer mm. um, and for several reasons. And, and there's, a, there's a surprise in this one. There's a surprise <laughs> in the midst of, of this particular lesson. Mm-hmm. The father gives the son this unexpected curveball. Ooh. Yeah, and so the father um, does, or someone yeah, else the, does. Um, no, the father does. Hmm. Yeah, the father gives him an unexpected. Well, obviously, God's in control <laughs> of the whole thing. Okay, so, so this is how it begins. The father begins by reminding his son that if he keeps, I love the way this. I, I'm going to summarize the first ten verses. And this is all in Proverbs three, right? Proverbs three. Yep. Okay. Okay, so. The, the dad, the father, he begins by reminding the son. And just to bring people back to how this all gets started, mm-hmm. the first nine chapters of Proverbs is outlined by these my son lessons, mm-hmm. wisdom lessons. Each my son lesson is a lesson that helps the son gain understanding knowledge to be able to determine whether he's going to be a wise person or a fool Foolish and, person. And this goes a little deeper, too, because this is not just any ordinary son. This is the prince. This is going to be the future king. So it's the lessons from a king to his son on how to, like you said, become wise, but then also, you know, someday ruling the kingdom mm. and making these decisions that will affect more than just himself. And the parallel is that we are sons and daughters mm. of the king. That's beautiful. So God wants us. And the choice is, is this. Will you become a wise son and daughter or will you become a foolish son and daughter? Mm. You will become either one or the other. There is no in-between. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so this this gets good. Um, he, oh, and, and by the way, there's 12 lessons. Mm. Two of the 12 lessons are taught by wisdom herself. <laughs> Which is just crazy and unexpected. Yes, yeah, and she's um, – I, 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 the only way you can describe this woman <laughs> is that she's – beautiful she's bold she's courageous mm-hmm. she's knowledgeable um, she is the wisdom of God and we actually did a whole podcast on that two podcasts ago and that's the turn at my rebuke and that's wisdom coming to life to teach this lesson and she's gonna do it again in a, a cha- oh I didn't know that yeah that's cool she's coming she does, again. when she does it again oh watch out what a lesson yeah she brings mm-hmm. creation she tells how she was a part of creation Whoa. and dancing during the creation oh my dancing with joy and laughter oh that's beautiful yeah yeah that, and that's what it's like when you reach high levels of excellence 
in wisdom in your life, mm-hmm. um, your work becomes just the greatest joy. Um, it actually reminds me of um, Charlie Tremendous Jones. You always tell this story. You called him and it was like, what, 11 or 12 o'clock at night or something? 11.30 and like, at night. What are you working? <laughs> yeah, Charlie, I thought I was going to get a recording. Are you working right now? What are you doing working this late? I'm not working. I'm worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was a character. Yeah. But think about the great artists. You know, we just went to the Met last last weekend. Oh, yeah. It was exquisite. Yeah, seeing Monet and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these uh, amazing artists. So when you have yeah. – when you've reached a high level of excellence – and the word, the word wisdom uh-huh. carries the idea of skillful, beautiful excellence. Mm-hmm. And so when you reach that level, your work is no longer work. Your work is joy. Mm. It's the craftsmanship of joy. So, yeah. so <clears throat> the Father's communicating this. In these 12 lessons, chapters 1 through 9, the 12 lessons of wisdom that every child, every teen, every adult uh, needs to be able to pass each one of these tests. Because if they don't, it will determine whether they are a wise person or a fool. And you don't want to get, you know, into your adult life and realize that all of your life is not counted. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that would be terrible. I, you know, wouldn't yeah, wouldn't it be terrible to realize that you've you've lived twenty, thirty years, and you look back and you say like, what what is my life counted for? Yeah, you know, and to see that it was pointless. Yeah, or so empty. Didn't Ecclesiastes uh, talk yeah. about this same topic? Whether you live life under the sun or whether you live it under heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God says God God's done these things to humble us. Yeah, He's given us this busy work to humble us, to see that our life outside of God, mm-hmm. outside of li- a temporal life, is vanity. Mm. You know? Okay, back to Proverbs chapter 3, lesson number 5 of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father's reminding his son that if he keeps his commandments, the result will be long and peaceful life. So mm-hmm. that's the first, the, first, the first guarantee, the first uh, reward is a long and peaceful life. So who, who doesn't want that? Next, if he cultivates character that is merciful and truthful, then he's going to find favor with God and man. Mm. So first one, keep the commandments, long and peaceful life. Second one, if you cultivate character that's merciful and truthful, you'll find favor with God and man. I love that phrase. I think that was said of Jesus and Joseph, Samuel. Yeah. And you'll see that sprinkled throughout the Bible. I think that's one of the coolest things. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with yeah. God and man. And some, I've seen that to be true. Like if you are pursuing God in your own life, sometimes he'll give you just this favor with different people. Mm. And it's the most incredible thing. Um, yeah. You were going to say something? Um, we have that. Mm-hmm. This, our whole yeah. staff has... Yeah that amazing relationship, favor mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah. I don't think there's anything we wouldn't do for one another if, you know, we, we were asked to do it in, you know, obviously if it was, mm-hmm. you know, morally right, relationally right, mm-hmm. legally right. I don't think there's anything we wouldn't do for one another if we stopped. Emily is our yeah. is our um, engineer this morning. She's out on the other side of the glass, glass wall. Em, can you hear us? Mm-hmm. Em, if I... Um, I don't know. I hurt my back yesterday picking up all those logs, and I got to go pick up tile tonight. You know, would would you and Spencer and Grace be willing to come and drive to Rochester with me tonight? Yeah. See, you you do it in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Aww. You know, if you needed me to come and fix the washing machine at your house tonight and it was broken, I'd come down and get it fixed. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything. 
favor with God and man is so important. Mm-hmm. And I would love doing it. I wouldn't feel at the end of it like, oh, I can't believe I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had a need, I would, in fact, I hope you have more needs because I want to be able to bless you guys. Mm. You know, it's important to me. I, I love doing things for you guys. And I think that's mm. the demonstration of favor with God and man. You know, you don't feel, you don't have a grudge about it. You don't feel like being taken advantage of. You want to help people because you love them. Hmm. You got an interesting look on your face. What's that all about? Oh no, yeah, it was just a, an interesting interpretation. I was my mind went a completely opposite direction. In what way? So the word favor. Yeah. Okay. What, what are you thinking? Um. Well, so I was thinking about a time when I was trying to return some speakers for tech. And I was getting really frustrated because I'd called the company like four times. And so I called and I was very like trying to keep my temper under control because I was just like, they keep saying they'll fix it and they're not. And so then I kind of was rude to them. Mm. And I was afterwards, I was like, man, I blew it. Like I just, I mm-hmm. I wasn't very kind. And uh, what was interesting was that on the conversation with the phone, he was just like, well, you know, it's, um, that's not really he, he just got more strong more mm-hmm. firm against that so then recently um i had to call them again about <laughs> new speakers <laughs> new speakers and, <laughs> and about um, the warranty <laughs> yep about the warranty uh and um so i'm calling them and i was like okay molly like don't mess it up this time be nice be nice be nice so i was like praying and then i called them and um, it was actually not about the warranty, but about um, I forgot to tell them that we were tax exempt. So, oh. uh, yeah. So then I was calling her about that and she was just like, I got you. I'll take care of it. And she was just like went over and above. And it was just I, th- I think it was a little bit about like I was trying extra hard to be pleasant and kind of not like expect things from her, but to just be like, hey, this is what happened. And I'm really sorry. I forgot to, you know, say that we were tax exempt or whatever. And sometimes God does little things like that where, you know. You're you're just trying to like lift that up to him, and he'll give you favor with people because of that. And so, Molly, that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, your attitude really had an influence on that lady because you had a pleasant attitude. You apologized. You were apologetic. You had a sense of humility, and as mm-hmm. a result of that, that lady then gave you favor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is the essence of favor. You know, favor with God and man um, carries this idea that. Literally, the word means favor. Mm. You know, it, 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 in Hebrew, chen, it's the word for grace. Mm. You know, so Jacob found grace mm-hmm. in the eyes of the Lord. He found grace in the eyes of his brother at the end. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, and so Esau was going to kill him early on, but Esau's attitude mm-hmm. changed toward Jacob primarily. You know, years went by, but also Jacob's approach to Esau was humbling himself seven times with a Mm-hmm. crippled hip, humbling himself, placing himself on the ground seven times, mm-hmm. and then saying to his brother, you know, Esau says, what, is all, what are all these things that you've sent ahead of time? And Jacob says, these are my gifts to you. Mm-hmm. You know what Jacob's giving back is the birthright. Mm-hmm. He stole it, you know, deceitfully. Now he's giving back all the things that he accumulated that would be considered the birthright. Mm-hmm. And then at the end... This is really cool. You know, I didn't share this with the students. Mm-hmm. Um, Esau says, my brother, I have enough. And then Jacob says, no, 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 take these, my, he doesn't say gifts. He, he changes the word gift 
to the word blessing, barak. Mm. He gives back both the birthright and the blessing. He says, take my blessing that he stole from his brother, blind father. Mm -hmm. Take my blessings because I have everything. I have it all, he Mm. says. So Jacob understood that he had everything that um, he needed. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think when we realize that, that when I have enough, no, I have it all. I have everything that God wants me to have at this moment in my life. And as a result, I can give to others. Mm-hmm. I can bless others in return um, because it's all of God's anyways. And so this this verse here, this chapter, chapter 3, Proverbs, um, he cultivates character that's merciful and truthful. So mm-hmm. he has mercy on other people. Mm-hmm. And he has favor with God and man. And he trusts in the Lord. Everyone knows this verse. Trust mm-hmm. in the Lord with all his heart. He doesn't lean to his own understanding. In all his ways, his character, mm-hmm. he acknowledges God. So other people, the word ways in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean direction. It generally means character. Mm. Okay, so in all your ways... He, acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. If you acknowledge who you are before others, you're representing God's character in your own life. Mm. And people ask you questions. They ask you the reason of the hope that's in you. You now explain to them, God's doing a work in my life. Um, the reason that I just apologized mm. is because um, God's forgiven me. Yeah. And you start being real with other people, and other people start seeing the character of God in you. And as a result, you're acknowledging God in all your ways. You're not leaning to your understanding. You're not being wise in your own eyes. You're fearing the Lord, mm-hmm. and you're departing from evil. And as a result, this is what God gives you in return. Uh, just a quick note on that. Um, you ended it with, and he will direct your steps. Isn't that the word for paths, mm-hmm. which is oric? Yeah, if, you, if your character your ways mm-hmm. reflect God's character, even though it's not perfect, then God's going to start opening the door for the direction you're supposed to go in. That's he doesn't open the doors for direction until you first get the character part going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is the reward. Chapter three, health and vitality. Mm-hmm. That's what he gives you. And then right after all of these, I don't know, lessons of, of wisdom in the beginning of chapter three, if you honor the Lord with your substance and gives, and you give the first fruit of your increase, so now he's talking about mm-hmm. how you give back to God, sacrificially, mm-hmm. tithing, etc., then your barns will be filled and your wine presses will overflow. That's verses 1 through 10, okay? Mm-hmm. So the father, the king, my son, this is what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that if you keep the commandments, you get a long and peaceful life. I want you to understand if your character represents mercy and truth, you're going to find favor with God and man. I want you to understand that if you trust the Lord with all your heart, don't lean to your own understanding. Um, In all your ways, know him, represent him well. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. Then you're going to have health and vitality. And then finally, if you honor the Lord with your prophets, your first fruit of your increase, then your barns are going to be filled, mm-hmm. and your wine presses will overflow, and then God gives you a curveball. I know. Like, I just want to take that section out and tack it on my wall and just be like, and then everything will be perfect. <laughs> it seems like it should be, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Everything's going so well. Mm-hmm. And then read the next verse, Molly. What's it say? Uh, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. 
even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits the context, it does it? seems kind of random. <laughs> it does seem like, like mm-hmm. where does this come from? My son despised not the chasing of the Lord. So here, here we are. Your, your barns will be filled. Your wine presses will overflow. My son despised not the chasing of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. <laughs> right? Like the, we've not been talking about chasing. This is blessing. Right. So why is this verse here in the midst of all these blessings? It's mm. a great question. Blessings can bring complacency. Complacency creates forgetfulness. Forgetfulness allows you to think that life is always going to be this way and you don't have to do anything. You know, the very first thing he said to his son was, don't forget my commandments. Mm. And so the son starts getting blessed. His profits increase, his barns increase, his mm-hmm. wine increases. And next thing you know, he's like living the, you know, the high life and he's not really thinking about what his responsibilities are before God. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, it was reminding me actually of in Sir Malcolm when... Um, Wait, Sir, Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince, yes, the, the book and the audio drama that uh, <laughs> Lamplighter has. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I listened to that audio drama probably about 20 times when I was a kid. I loved it. And there was this section where Sir Malcolm goes to the king and he was like all princely and noble. And he was like, sir, you know the ancient words as well as I do. And it was like suffering produces endurance and endurance character. And that flashed across my mind when I was reading this because I was like, whoa, if everything was just always going good, we'd never develop character, you know. And so um, it's kind of cool that this section is here because, you know, a father, the son in whom he delights. And so then God's like making you more beautiful and and, you know, as much as we don't like it, like I think suffering and sorrow is that tool that he uses to kind of shape that. So suffering character. can also bring bitterness, though. People are not willing to accept the mm. suffering. So a lot of people suffer and then, and then they become bitter toward other people that they blame. Mm. And because well, that's re- true. It's not a guarantee. You know, God said it. He's, he, it's like, you know, Aaron and Miriam were upset at Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, Which time? Well, well, one time because of the the woman that he married, they didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And then another time, you know, they're like, "Who does Moses think he is to, you know, mm-hmm. be the main, only spokesman?" And and they're talking behind his back. Mm-hmm. And then God says, um, "They're not speaking against you, Moses. They're speaking against me." Mm-hmm. So we've got to recognize that God is so sovereign that mm-hmm. He brings suffering into our lives through, you know, difficult spouse. Difficult boss, mm. difficult church, mm-hmm. difficult family members, all of those difficulties um, are to change our character, mm-hmm. mold, our, mold and shape our character for Christ because there really isn't another way. Mm-hmm. Suffering, like you said, produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Mm-hmm. And hope does not make us ashamed, doesn't disappoint us. Mm-hmm. Why? The love of God is gushed out into our lives through the Holy Spirit given to us. So those are the five main levels of spiritual growth, maturity. Suffering, endurance, character, hope, <clears throat> love. And those are taken from? Um, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And then Second Peter chapter 1 says basically the same thing. He talks about add to your faith. That word add is add at your own expense. Add to your faith virtue. And and that word virtue means manly valor. Mm. It takes strength to make decisions that are difficult. I'm going to stick this through. I'm going to persevere. You know, I'm not going to give up. You Mm -hmm. know, I I can't say it enough. If you're in a difficult marriage, you don't give up. There is no turning back. You Mm -hmm. just, 
you do what it takes. You get help that you need. You read the books that you need. Mm-hmm. You you wait on the Lord. You know, God, if God's big enough to, you know, open the Red Sea and raise the dead and, you know, heal people and do all of those amazing things, God's able to change the heart of your spouse, which may not happen until decades later. Mm-hmm. I, I had a mom... She had a really difficult marriage. Um, Fifty years they were married, and her husband is dying of cancer, and her four daughters were um, at the hospital. They didn't like their father. Ooh. Yeah. He's kind of a miserable man. He's real demanding on his wife. And this woman, um, she just recognized that her, her calling, her assignment from God, was to love this man. That was her calling from God. He was not, he was not a saved man. He was uh, very demanding, very, um, oh, just, just mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, grouchy all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, as they were married for fifty years, <clears throat> um, and the woman I think was now like seventy, and they, uh, they, the daughters were at the hospital, and um, he still recognized his wife and. Just before he died, the daughters said to their mom, Mom, go take a break. You were going to we'll, – we'll, we'll watch Dad. Um, just, Mom, actually, why don't you just go and not come back? You, you deserve it. This is your time to just, like, go enjoy your life now. Mm. And um, this woman, she looked at her daughters, and she said, No, I want to stay here. Um, your dad needs me. Oh, wow. And they're like, Mom, but you, he's not even nice to you now. And she goes, before he takes his last breath, I want him to hear how much I still love him Mm. so that he'll know that Jesus loves him even more. Mm. She goes, that's my calling, and I'm going to do it until the very end. Wow. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's inspiring. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And so no matter where you are in life, you know, remember this. All the blessings come and then boom. My son despise not the chastening of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Neither be weary of whose correction? The Lord's. Wait, wait. How does he know it's the Lord's correction? I don't know. See, see what's happening? He's here? a wise guy. Yeah. The, the text tells you behind the scenes. Mm. My son, when difficulty comes into your life, don't despise God's chastening hand. The Father's telling him that the, the difficulty is being raised up by God himself. Mm. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, mm. even as the Father and the Son whom he delights. And so God delights in us so much, he wants to have that beautiful fellowship with us, and he mm-hmm. knows that the only way to really change us is through correction and chastisement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, David, Psalm 103 you know, we just talked about that. When praise ceases, people forget God. Uh-huh. You know, so all these blessings come, and then the correction comes. And then Paul shared the same thing with Timothy. As for the rich in this age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. I love that. Mm. You know, but on God. You know, set your hope on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Molly, we can't miss that. Mm. You know, God has, you know, people that have a lot, God's given us that to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if we're spending it on ourselves selfishly, 
then you're not going to be able to enjoy it Mm-mm. to its fullest. You might think you're enjoying it. There's a difference between you know, the pleasure of man and the pleasure of God. When people seek pleasure first, then they pay the price for it afterwards. But when they pay the price for it first, then pleasure will follow. Mm. You know, And you can really enjoy something after you've paid a price for it and you're doing it God's way. So uh, I think that's what this is teaching as far as uh, don't despise the chasing of the Lord. So you got to be aware of the subtle traps of complacency. Mm-hmm. Um, blessings, when things are going well, that can bring complacency into a person's life. And they just start forgetting what God's done. But verses 13 through 26 of Proverbs 3, God now changes things. It's immediately after the after the correction, mm. this is what God now gives in return. Ready? Mm, I'm so ready. Happiness, discernment. The very first thing that he gives is happiness. Oh, that's cool. God wants us to be happy. <laughs> A lot of people think, God's not called me to be happy. He's called me to be holy. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense, nonsense, they nonsense. They should be the same thing. I mean, not exactly the same, but they should go in tandem with each other. God's called us to be happy. Yeah. There's so much of this mentioned in the Old Testament. You know, the word ashar is in the Hebrew language. Uh, David uses that in the Psalm chapter 1. And it's not blessed is the man. It's happy is the man mm-hmm. who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I think sometimes we can get caught up on our misconception of the word happiness because we're like, well, what do you do with, like, suffering and stuff? And you're not supposed to, like— enjoy everything no you don't but, enjoy suffering um but you, you can got, have that but god wants us to be able to laugh mm-hmm. and enjoy i think one of the thing one of the characteristics of lamplighter that sets this ministry apart from most others M, what do you think it is laughter yeah <laughs> yeah i'm on the other side of the glass wall is saying yay <laughs> <laughs> We laugh a lot here, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. Okay, happiness, discernment, the first two. Then it says, profits will be better than silver, fine gold, and rubies. Nothing you can desire can be compared to her. I'm reading this right out of the text. You have length of days, riches, and honor. You have pleasantness and peace. You'll be like a tree of life when you take hold of her. You will have life to your soul, grace to your neck, safety and unrestricted forward motion. You will walk safely with your foot when that will, your foot won't stumble. You'll never be afraid. You'll have sweet sleep. I like that one. And you're going to have confidence and safety. Wow. Mm. What a list. Okay, Molly, think about this. Uh-huh. If I came to you uh-huh. and said, Molly, yeah. I have a now package for you to buy. Oh. In this package, in this package, if you buy it, mm-hmm. it promises, guaranteed, you're going to get happiness, discernment, profits better than silver, gold, and rubies. Nothing you can desire can be compared to her. You're going to get length of days, riches and honor, pleasantness and peace, tree of life. You're going to have life to your soul, grace to your neck, safety, unrestricted forward motion, safe, walk safely. Your foot won't be restricted. You're never going to be afraid. You're going to have sweet sleep, and you're going to have confidence and safety. Guaranteed. What would you say? Um, Thanks, but... I'll see you later. <laughs> Why? That's that's um that's not realistic. Too good to be true? Yeah. Okay. Seems too good to be true, right? Um, yeah. God keeps his word. Okay, these are promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are not general statements. These are a lot of people say like, well, Proverbs is just kind of like general pithy statements. They're not really for everybody. Baloney. <laughs> these are God's promises. Out of God's promises, there are 8,767 of them. 
give or take a few hundred. Uh-huh. So when God says something, he's not saying like, well, maybe you'll get this. Okay. Okay. So let, let's say that um, long life is one of them. Okay. Does that mean that everybody is going to receive long life? No. Okay. Then you say, okay, then you just told me that these are God's <laughs> promises. How does that add up? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, God gives eternal life that lasts forever. <laughs> I remember when you were teaching Proverbs, I was a student, and I was getting upset about this because I was like, but it's not true all the time. And there was one of them in particular. It was, he will heal our diseases. And you're like, he will, he will. He'll heal all, all our diseases. I'm like, it's not true. It I'm like, true. Some people die and they're like, whatever. And yeah, you had this <laughs> similar <Smile>. reaction. <laughs> and you're like, Molly, you don't get it. And I was like, what? And you're like, someday we'll be dead. <laughs> and like, we won't have any diseases. Yeah. And we'll be healed. God keeps his promises. I was like, oh. Every one of these are yep. promises of God. You will either get all of these things now or in the next in the uh-huh. next life. They're for, they're for believers only. And But there is there is sort of a catch. You're not just going to get these things willy-nilly. No, there is a catch. Hmm. The catch is verse 13. For those who find wisdom and acquire understanding. Mm. Hmm. How do you find wisdom? Search for her with all your heart. Mm. Seek her more than treasure. Turn at her proof. Mm. And her correction. Mm-hmm. Wow. So correction is a big deal. Mm-hmm. My son despised not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Mm-hmm. Turn at my reproof and I'll pour out my spirit to you and I'll make known my words to you. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. It starts with an action of humility. I, what I love about this is that everything is woven together. Like, I think it's easy to take a verse and just kind of like take it out of context and, and be like, this is the verse. But God was so masterful at writing mm-hmm. this. Everything's all woven together and it's telling this bigger story. story. And you need to like pay attention to all of it because it's it's <clears throat> not just you'll receive all these things and you can walk away. But like there's okay. there's eternity in perspective and then there's all of that. There is. I, I would say – so I – I've been saved for 45 years. Mm-hmm. I would say that most of these I've experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to say it in a haughty way. I'm just saying, like, God is just blessed, um, undeservedly so. God is blessed, and uh, I don't think I've earned it, and I don't think that I deserve it. What's that verse? It's uh, I've been young and now I'm old and mm. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really God's been so verse. good. He's yeah. been so good to me. He's blessed me. He's chastened me. He's given me a couple spankings. But he, I, I can say that these things are real. I, I, lo- I think the thing that I've experienced the most is uh, lack of fear and sweet sleep. The most you've experienced? Yeah, I think yeah. I've experienced that the most. Um, mm-hmm. Happiness and discernment, I think I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing you can desire can be compared to her. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that. It's so true. You know, like, just keep doing what God's called you to do. And when the chastening and correction comes, don't blame other people. Mm-hmm. You know, just set your eyes on yourself and on the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah, because we talked about that humility is kind of the path to wisdom. Dead on. Um, in fact, I'm so glad you said that because we're going to end there. Mm. Where do you see where we end? Okay, let's keep finishing this. So unlike the son's earlier blessings of so verses 1 through 10, which were bigger barns and overflowing wine, mm-hmm. okay, here you have – Molly, do you realize how many 
benefits he's given us in the second section? No, there's a ton. Yeah. And that's like the second time he's listed a ton of benefits because there were a bunch in Proverbs 3, 1 through 10 as well. Who wouldn't want these benefits? Yeah. Who doesn't want sweet sleep? Who doesn't want confidence and safety? Who doesn't want happiness and discernment? Who doesn't want anything you can desire to be better mm-hmm. than, than anything in the world? Who doesn't want length of days, riches, and honor? Who doesn't want pleasantness and peace? Okay, so who who doesn't want grace to your soul? So, Molly, we live in this Western culture where people just don't get it. We're preparing our kids for to pass a history exam and a science exam. We need to prepare our kids for mm-hmm. a life of wisdom. Because mm-hmm. if you've got wisdom first, everything you do in life is going to soar. You Everything else will come easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Boy, if we could just start really focusing on what God is important to God. God's, this is God's curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, wisdom is God's curriculum. Children that will grow up with stories that enhance being honest and being loving and kind. You know, mm-hmm. the, it's the little things that remind us. Um, something just happened to me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay, so church Sunday. Um, I was reading this before I went to church. Mm. Honor the Lord with your substance and give of the Lord the first fruits of your increase. Then your barns will be filled and your wine presses will overflow. That's what I read before I went to church. I realized when I got to church, that verse just kept, it kept being repeated in my mind. And I realized that several weeks have gone by before I gave a tithe and offering to the mm. Lord. I'm like, whoa, what am I, I forgot. Mm. And we've been attending a new church. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you have been blessing me by coming to this church. I forgot. And it was really cool because I've never given online before. You oh, know? yeah. And so— you know, oh, I heard you say that. You did? Yeah. Heard me say what? You were like, giving online. You're like, what is that? How do you do that? Yeah. So That's funny. I just went on it. It only took me like maybe two minutes, and I was able to give. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. I, I, and I just got to fulfill— one of the obligations that God's given me Aww. as a steward. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not restricting God from holding any of his blessings that are for me, you know? That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, the very first thing this father says is, my son, mm-hmm. keep my commandments. This is one of his commandments. You know, give God the first fruits um, of your increase. So mm-hmm. first set of blessings are kind of temporal. Uh-huh. And the son gets chastened for it. He forgets God, and he's enjoying his prosperity and success, but he's not giving to God his due. Second set of blessings are like 20 different blessings, mm-hmm. but these blessings are unlike larger barns and more wine. How's that? Happiness and discernment. Profits that are better than material gain, silver, gold, and rubies. Mm. Nothing you can compare to her. Um, pleasantness and peace, no fear, sweet sleep, confidence and safety. These are a little bit different than the material things that are talked about in the first set of blessings. Mm. These are more spiritual blessings. Oh, yeah, totally. And as a result of being spiritually blessed, guess what's required in the next verse? What? Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do it. Now, God wants you to give both your temporal blessings and your spiritual blessings Mm. and don't hold back to others. That's beautiful. Now bless them. 
Yeah, it really is beautiful. I think that's the purpose of God's blessing in our lives. Like you think even of Joseph who grew in favor with the Lord and then as he rose to the top, he was able to bless so many people. And that was the point of God's blessing upon him. It wasn't just so he could be the top and be like, okay, you and me, God, we'll take on the world. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah, sharing with others. Sharing Um, with others, the responsibility now is for us to share the wisdom that we've gained mm -hmm. and – our temporal blessings mm-hmm. to bring happiness and discernment and knowledge and wisdom to other people. Mm-hmm. So it would be great if that was the end, but it doesn't end like that. It ends with an amazing structural framing device. It's kind boom, of poetic. Boom, 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 boom. It says this. It says, surely, this is the ending, the last verse. Surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be to the promotion of fools. Okay, you said framing device. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Okay, so if we take this apart, picture me writing on a chalkboard, and you know he says in verses 34 and 35, surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives grace to the humble. That verse in itself, mm-hmm. God gives grace to the humble, that's repeated twice in the New Testament. Oh, cool. Peter right, uses it, and James uses it. You know, God um, resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. That's the key. You know, Peter talks mm-hmm. about it as well, you know, that God will lift you up in due time. A lot of people want to get lifted up on their time, mm. you know, but you've got to be able to just wait on the Lord. Humble yourself. Wait for God to change other people's hearts because he's certainly going to change yours mm. if you let him. You know, my son despised not the chasing of the Lord, but neither be weary of his correction for whom the Lord loves, whom he delights in. Mm-hmm. You know, God delights in us and he wants to renew that relationship with us, and he can't do it if we're prideful. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so surely he scorns the scorners. He gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the, to the promotion of fools. Now, if you read that in sentence form, it just reads like that. Yeah. Verses 34, 35. Surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be to the promotion of fools. Makes the sense. End. Next verse. Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> now you, you read and you go to Chapter four, uh-huh. and you're done. But, but hold up, there's something really cool that you found. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's uh, it's written structurally. Here so, is your chalkboard. Chalk. <laughs> okay, and I always say it's not just what the Bible means, but how the Bible means how it means and it. And that's kind of like how God masterfully writes His Word. Yeah, it's written in so many dimensions. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's just it's structural. It's architectural. Uh-huh. You know, it's so poetic. God. Yeah. So so picture this. Okay, I got the chalkboard in front of me. Yes. Now, I'm going to write A up here at the top, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we need some sound effects for the chalk going on the board. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, the very top is scorners. Okay. That's at the top. Now, a. move down to the bottom of the chalkboard. A prime is going to be fools. Okay. So, we've got scorners at the top and fools at the bottom. That frames this whole thing. And we're starting at the outside of the verse and working our way in. Exactly. So when you're picturing this on a chalkboard, you've got scorners at the top and fools Mm -hmm. at the bottom. And by the way, that speaks volumes. If you want to be a fool, then mock other people. Yeah. If you want to end your life, if you want your life to be characterized by being a fool or having foolishness as your main character, then how it starts is mocking and scorning authority. Mm. Mocking and scorning The people who are set in your life to exactly, help you. Exactly. The people that might bring a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. 
but the deeper and greater reward. Um, our culture right now, it's just so sad to see what's going on. The people that are thinking they have this right to things, mm. um, they're hurting themselves so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the airport and watched this woman who was one of the airport workers. She was walking down. She, without any fear whatsoever, there's this potato chip stand in front of Starbucks, and she reaches over, looks at the people, takes the bag of potato chips, and walks off with it, opens the bag, and starts eating them as if she was entitled to it. What in the world? People are living this entitlement mentality right now, and as a result, they're thinking something's owed to them, and because of that, they are living a life of what a fool really is. Mm. Their actions are scornful. Their actions are mocking authority. It's happening with people that mock the police these days or mocking anyone who's an authority that God mm-hmm. has placed there. Mm-hmm. You know, God says, you know, despise not, you know, authorities that God's placed in your life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so on the bo- bottom and top, Scorners at the top, fools at the bottom. Fools, will, by the way, fools will always be at the bottom. <laughs> and then inside, just move your the bottom up one notch and move your top down one notch. And now you're going to write in the next spaces, grace, second down, and then second up would be B and B prime would be grace and glory, hmm. which brings to the very center C and C prime, humble and wise. Mm-hmm. On the outside of this structure, you've got scorners and fools. On the inside of this structure, you've got grace and glory, humility and wise. And it's teaching something. Mm-hmm. It's teaching that God will surround your life with grace and glory if you're willing to be humble that will lead to wisdom. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you do not receive the correction of the Lord and you become weary of his chastisement in your life, weary like, I'm going to do this my own way. I'm going to have my own way. I'm going to do things my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay in this relationship any longer. I'm going to mm-hmm. divorce. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to forgive. I'm going to be, build walls in my life. Mm-hmm. That's going to lead to a life of foolishness. Mm-hmm. But God says, if you're willing to obey his commandments and heed his correction and his chastisement, you will live a life of grace and glory that will lead you to a life of humility that will give you the wisdom that you're supposed to have in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you'll either be scornful or foolish, or you'll have a life of grace and glory with humility and wisdom. What greater life could you ask for? We'll do this again soon. God bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit fastenedlikenails.net and fill out the form. That's fastenedlikenails.net.